Salon is a curation of listening experiences produced by the alumni and affiliated members of the UCLA Urban Humanities Initiative. In our pilot season, our contributors meditate on the theme of the portal. Through readings, sound walks, audio collages, interviews, and more, we seek out the openings, fissures, and apertures within the pandemic. We're your hosts. I'm Gus Wendell. And I am Jacqueline Barrios. And for our fourth episode, UHI alumni Cassie Hoprich, master's student in urban planning, and Akana Jaya Wardena, master's student in architecture, both at UCLA, joined forces with Rua Alabwe, a graduate of the University of Washington master's program in urban planning, and who now works for the United Nations Development Program in Amman, Jordan. Listen in as they take us through the ways their global sonic archiving project remixes our journeys home. So we're in the summer of 2020, and the world has pretty much ground to a halt. All of us are being told to stay home. And so naturally, a lot of us are grappling with the place that we find ourselves bound to. And this home, I think it should be said, looks different for all of us. I mean, the three of us are sort of in vastly different places on the planet. And we've been in communication with friends and family that are you know, thousands of miles away from us. And what's pretty amazing, despite the challenges that we're all going through, is that our friends in different places are contemplating this idea of home. Some of us are longing for a home we can't reach. Some are coping with a new reality and we're exploring it. And this collective pondering of home from around the world is happening simultaneously. When spliced together, it reveals the transcendent nature of our individual portals. What's been super interesting, while juxtaposing various clips together, we find that they often merge and morph, revealing similarities even within our individual distinct experiences. So this podcast and the accompanying audio projects are about the sounds of home. For part one and part two, we're focused on nostalgia and discovery. We've observed a lot of really interesting themes through the creation of this project as we've received clips and photos and videos from our friends around the world. And I think to start, one of the most beautiful themes that we saw, both when people were asked to think about what they're nostalgic for and also what they're discovering at home, was sounds of nature. So this clip actually inspired me to attempt this project. It was at a time when I sort of realized that I wouldn't be going back home to Sri Lanka for the summer, sort of finally came to terms with that reality. And uh, a friend of mine sent me this clip, which was like the recordings of bird sounds from a garden in Colombo. And it was, it was so like 
it made me sad, but also extremely happy to be able to reconnect with those sounds that I'd sort of woken up to for most of my life. And um, it got me thinking like, oh, I wonder how many people are missing the sounds from their own homes, whatever and wherever those homes might be. And so the thought to sort of archive the sounds of home um, was born out of this clip. What I think is really beautiful about that clip and the way that you describe it causes you to sort of ache for home is that my friend who had recently moved to Chicago in Oaxaca, Mexico, he saw birdsong as a portal into discovering his new home. So every morning he woke up to the sound of these birds along with a sunset or a sunrise rather. And I think for us, that was really one of the starting points for seeing how nostalgia and discovery really talk to each other. So something that was both interesting and jarring was that in addition to the beautiful sounds of nature that many of us were maybe finding comfort in or noticing more than we used to, in some places there were also new sounds, uh, more urban artificial ones that became part of our everyday. For me and for everyone else living in Jordan, one of those sounds was the curfew siren. It was the most bizarre thing I think many of us have ever experienced. Every day uh, at 6 or 7 p.m., the curfew siren, siren would go off. We had a pretty uh, regimented lockdown that meant, I believe it was something between 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. till 6 or 7 p.m. in the evening. That was the time we could go out. And then after that, we had to stay home. And it was the first time that I'd heard the sirens used uh, other than testing them. So it was, it was, it was strange. It felt very militaristic. Uh, over time, I think it kind of became part of our background noise. At least for me, I, I stopped noticing it at mu as much as I did the first few times. Uh, and it's, it's since stopped. Our, our, our lockdown now has, has almost completely gone. The, the restrictions in Jordan now are much less strict. And so the curfew siren is no longer part of our everyday, but for a very long time, it was. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. You know, you're discovering kind of new and jarring sounds in your, in your city and in your, your urban environment versus being out in nature. And yeah, I think that there are other sounds that are from cities that people aren't discovering that they're, they're missing them. Um, a friend of ours actually, Rua, wasn't able to travel for much of his life and just got to go on a trip to New Orleans. Right. And he was so uh, enamored by the sounds of festivals and of drums everywhere. And now he really misses that sound. So you're discovering these sirens and you know this friend of ours is missing the sounds of festivals and drums. So it's really wild to think about 
of sounds that are filling our streets and sidewalks and how they've really shifted and how it makes us feel. It's not just sounds that are filling our streets, it's places are changing in our cities. So that same friend actually, we met him through a project in Civic Center in San Francisco. Uh, it was a temporary installation that we all worked on together and it's been the installed. This is the end of an era here at Civic Center um, where we had Sound Commons. Sound Commons is coming to an end. Um, out quiet yourself. We're taking down the ramp. You see the ramp right here. It's being dismantled here in the Civic Center. Man, it's been here since 2016 and uh, it's now coming down. So it's not only the sounds that we're listening, it's the literal places. You know, in a very pertinent and timely recording that we got from your friend uh, out of Minneapolis, she was biking down a place that, um, or in a neighborhood that she's been to a hundred times, right? And yeah, yeah, literally watching buildings burn because of the George Floyd riots. Yeah, so one of my good friends had just flown back from Singapore to Minneapolis, which is her hometown, and went from, I think, being stuck uh, in Singapore with some quarantine restrictions to then her home in a completely different state than she had last seen it. I remember even before she sent this recording to me, she was sharing with me her reflections on how crazy it was that her hometown was suddenly changing things around the world. And she had, I guess, never imagined that, that would be the case. Gosh, that was another fire truck. We had so many going by this, this last couple of weeks, as you can imagine. Minneapolis is now at, Minneapolis is now at 86 buildings burned. And yeah, it really puts you straight in the center of Black Lives Matter, which then also really takes us to another part of the U.S. where protests have been filling the streets and, and the parks in Los Angeles. I mean, Cassie, you're, you've been quite close to that as well, haven't you? Yeah, I mean... I was out with my partner attending Black Lives Matter protests on our streets, in our neighborhood, protesting in front of the mayor's house, walking literally a few blocks to a park nearby, um, MacArthur Park, and listening to the incredible Black activists and organizers leading these protests, leading this march, calling for change, calling for real change, our police structure, to our city government, to our communities, calling for an end to anti-racist practices that are really just rotting our society and have been for so long. Trina. This has been one of the biggest portals, I would say, that has 
sort of revealed itself in so many of our homes across not only the United States, but across the world. And also in a time where so many of us feel isolated, it brought people back outside together for the first time in what had been a few months for folks. There's been a lot of really amazing, intimate experiences walking through the neighborhoods that we all live in. And it was pretty incredible to get recordings of people walking and running through their respective parks, sidewalks from around the world. So many of us are engaged in exploring the neighborhoods around us. I especially loved um, the recording from Akana's friend. Yeah, that was one of my favorite clips too, I think. And so he, Kevin lives in Oakland and is just walking through the um, the Berkeley and Oakland Hills. And it, it was a curious one because it's him rediscovering his neighborhood. I am on a public trail at the start of it. And I can already see glimpses of the San Francisco Bay with the beautiful city uh, shrouded by a little bit of fog. There are well, for him, it's discovery. It like conjured for me sharp pangs of nostalgia because it was a place I used to live in um, with people I used to see much more often, like Kevin, and things that I used to like doing. So there's a moment of like, oh, where does this clip fall in? Is it discovery or nostalgia? And it it totally um, shows me that sometimes they're two sides of the same coin. I mean, definitely, that that really also resonates with me, where listening to some of these clips, I also bounce back and forth between thinking there are both themes of nostalgia and discovery. And one of the clips that was, that touched me the most or resonated was another walk through a neighborhood from a friend of mine in Azraq camp, which is in Jordan. And he takes us on his daily journey in the evening to go see his friends, a regular, evening gathering where they just drink tea and they talk and they catch up. And as he's walking to his friend's house, he he first starts to share, you know, what he's seeing around him. هوا خفيف وما في زعج بالجو الأولاد عم تلعب بالشارع لسات على اللي عم تلعب ما بيشبهوا لعب الأولاد playing people going to the market and then sometime later in the trip he pauses بدنا نشرب شاي نقعد عاد نسولف نحكي and says, you know, this really reminds me of taking evening strolls in Syria, in Homs, where I used to live. 
تذكرني بسوريا وبالمدينة اللي كنت ساكن فيها حمص تذكرني كثير فيها and I could hear the 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 tone I could I could hear the tone in his voice change from a kind of neutral one to a much more nostalgic one. And in that moment, it shifted from discovering the neighborhood to remembering a place he's, he forcibly had to leave and misses very much. So that made me really think about just how many people around the world, unfortunately, are away from the places they they love, whether it's by force or because of needing to work or study and being stuck somewhere away from home in his case, sadly was not just the case of the Corona era. It was something he had experienced for years. Oh, it's really heartbreaking and and just reinforces for me that sound and place are so tied together. Like often sounds just transport me. I mean, I guess that's where portal comes from, but transports me back to a time and a place. And so when, when we started this project, I of course reached out to my mom in Sri Lanka and asked her to send me clips. And for the next few weeks and even just like yesterday, she's been sending me audio clips but she hasn't fully figured out how to attach audio to an email so I've been getting you know like 10-15 emails with like very elaborate subject titles with no audio attached uh, which has been kind of funny but so she sent me this one clip um, of her just making tea in Colombo and and it really um, it was very emotional for me and I don't I'm not sure totally why maybe because I thought it would be benign you know but hearing the sound of the kettle whistle and sort of spoons clanking and tea mugs and like soft conversation in the background really took me back to early morning coffee and um, afternoon tea with her and yeah it really made me miss that time and place that's yeah that's really special um I love hearing you talk about those clips. I mean, I maybe was one of the lucky ones who was with my family in my hometown during this whole experience. So it was definitely easier for me than others. But yeah, hearing hearing you talk about it uh, makes me feel also kind of sad and reminds me a little bit of times when I was away from home as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm I feel lucky to be so connected to my family and still be able to speak to them and, you know, have the, have the option of going back when it's possible. Um, Sort of in the same vein, but like a little bit more jovial. My friend Claire receives clips from her dad, sort of like almost taunting her. And in this one, um, her family is strawberry picking (laughs) on the East coast somewhere. And he says something like, See what you're missing, missing Claire, Claire life, life in the, the country. country. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, oh, I, I, I see that. You know, her family's sort of like, what are you doing out there in LA? Um, so that was a fun one. <laughs> that's that's uh, that was actually one of the clips that uh, when I heard it, that made me feel how much there is similarity between people's experiences around the world and 
the reason is because I was actually receiving voice uh, voice messages through WhatsApp from a friend of mine in a town in Jordan called Azraq, which is a town I worked in for almost two years. And when all this corona uh, stuff started, I wasn't able to go visit and I had planned to go visit because the governorates were closed off from each other here in Jordan. And so he would send me these voice notes from people I had met. And it was the sweetest thing. It made me so happy. And there was this one particular message amongst a few that was from an old lady who I met. She lives by herself. And she would always put this uh, bench right outside her door and sit and just sit under the sun and we would go say hi when we could. And despite the fact that I don't feel like I really got to know her that well, she still remembers those little times we passed by. And so she sent me this message just saying, she was saying something like, uh, hi, uh, say hi to your parents, come visit us. So it was very sweet. It just uh, made me feel like I was as close to her as I could be at that time. So I thought that was very special. And hearing about the messages from your friend's dad, it feels like everyone is trying to connect through these audio portals in a way, whether it's WhatsApp or, or other tools that we have available. Right. And like the voice note, I've really come to love it. It is like an intimacy that you receive through hearing somebody's voice that doesn't often happen over text and and with the time differences I find like it's so difficult to call my friends when they're able to talk and so I sending back and forth like walkie-talkie messages almost um, has been really comforting. A good friend of mine recently moved from Sri Lanka back to Wales and it, it wasn't an easy transition but he sort of moved there and then the lockdown happened, so he sort of is stuck in maybe the best possible place with his his family on a like a big farm kind of property. But so this clip is, I think, just him and his family sitting around on a balmy afternoon. He's playing the guitar, and it's Glastonbury Festival weekend, or it should have been, were it not for the pandemic. Like literally by the people checking the wristbands, like came a few steps and just took his wristband off and, or no, had some wristbands and then yeah. we, just, we just did it all. Like yeah. it was so easy to get in that year. And I came up with Lydia. And, and so they're kind of Anna recounting past years of the festival and talking about like funny mishaps that happened and people who are getting <laughs> smuggled into the festival inside of bands and just, you know, basically reminiscing and it's I think poetic because here's my friend trying to like find his new home or find his bearing and is doing that through this kind of nostalgic recollection with family and friends. Yeah so one of the other things I also was doing during this time is spending a lot of time with my family. I live with my parents and one of the clips I captured kind of undercover without uh, warning my mom 
was a conversation we were having on the balcony one evening during Ramadan. And she has the radio playing. My mom has this, this radio that's years and years old. And so she was playing this song from the radio. The lights were dim. And she started to talk to me about my brother, who at that time was stuck in Spain. And she said something about how, did you hear about his friend who sent him a photo of these Turkish sweets? And I said, no, I didn't hear. And she said, why would he do that? Like, poor guy. And it was kind of a funny moment of my mom missing my brother, my brother feeling nostalgia for home through this photo from a friend who is Turkish. So there were almost these different layers of nostalgia and also discovery because that time that I spent with my, my mom having lots of long conversations was not just a discovery of that experience of being at home, but also almost rediscovering my relationship with my mom. That's really beautiful. I mean, it's been kind of magical to listen to you two talk about all of these conversations that you've been having with friends that we've been in your family that we've been lucky enough to kind of weave into our audio project. Something that I think the last two clips you were talking about reminded me of is how music has been this sort of friend of all of ours throughout the last few months. Rue, I think that your friend sent one and it was really beautiful guitar. I think yep. that her boyfriend was serenading her or something and she recorded it. I feel like music is playing a huge part in our day-to-day -day lives in these sort of um, it's really critical ways. So, one of the last clips I think we wanted to talk about um, in a way to kind of wrap up this podcast is with a really beautiful clip featuring Rain in Bangalore from my friend Basuda. Rain was also something that came up a lot, both when people were feeling nostalgic and also when they were discovering, rediscovering their home. Basuda, who actually I met in San Francisco, was recording this sound of rain on her rooftop and just started singing a lullaby. <laughs>
she said that this was an absolute moment of nostalgia, but it's also interesting, just talking to her this morning, told me that she's not going to be able to move back to San Francisco and is staying for sure in Bangalore. Now it kind of feels like she's going to be coming reacquainted with a home that she'd lived away from for a long time. I think one thing that's also going to remain a part of our lives, whether COVID is around or not, is this constant search for home in whatever meaning that might hold for different people around the world. It's kind of funny, actually, yesterday I was talking to a friend who is from Jerusalem, he's Palestinian, he's been living in Germany for quite a few years now and he has a very complex experience with home and he can't return home at least fully being able to be himself and to be free in his home and he actually just posted something on Instagram saying that he's working on a project called what is home in Arabic, which is the closest translation of what is home. And it made me think about how there are many people asking this question and the fact that so many people are thinking about that now, at least that's what it seems, maybe makes it more evident how much this time of Corona has allowed us some time to reflect, to think about what home means to us. We don't know, it looks like, how long this period will last. But regardless, I think home will be an ongoing theme for probably the rest of our lives. Explore the complete Sounds of Home archive and listen to two original sound collages arranged from selected recordings at the episode's project page on our website, digitalsalonpodcast.org. And don't forget to tune in next week for the next episode of the digital podcast, The Portal.